Yeah, I mean, I think I, because you guys are uh, like a monthly publication, that the stuff that you're that you are putting out there is um, it's big stuff that we need to know. Whereas, um, you know, with the other news outlets, because they're daily, you know, they're tweeting daily breaking news that's happening. You know, we use them in a different sense, but I still think that we we use Diva as a, a definitely as a source of news. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, and, right. Um, and so, uh, you know, we'll address negative stuff, but we'll do it and we'll try and also include, um, you know, uh, stories about people's real experiences and lives and celebrating uh, exactly. the of bisexual women as well, so that it's, uh, it's a different kind of, um, you know, different kind of content, I suppose. I think so. Like. It feels balanced. It def- definitely feels more balanced. You guys... Um, the thing that I, I always comment on, I think every time an issue comes out, is like, I, there's a sex issue, there's a naked issue, <laughs> and I'm like, there's a naked sex issue. <laughs> there's just a lot of skin. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it just cracks me up. Like I love that because I go, oh, I, I keep thinking to myself, is it like an annual issue that's the sex issue or the naked issue? Or is it just every couple of months when there's a really hot naked chick that needs to be on the cover? <laughs> well, well, the thing is that we, we do have an annual sex issue, and obviously we have sexual content for you know sexual stuff about the kind of wide um, you know desire, you know the broad kind of spectrum of desire, right. um, you know for lesbians and bisexuals again because it's very difficult to find that um, elsewhere. Sure. Um, but we've actually changed recently because our, our last. We, did, we, we had a naked issue last year, and because of the way that we now sell on digitally, you know, the magazine mm-hmm. and the kind of family-friendly tag that um, Apple has, um, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 can, it can draw attention in the wrong kind of way to sort of flag up naked issue. Um, and I think they, there is an anxiety about naked lesbians, um, and still, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, even though... You know, we historically have always represented, you know, lesbians and naked lesbians, not purely as lost objects, but as subjects. You know, we've, we've talked sure. to them. We, we don't just value them for the way they look. We, we value them for what they, you know, what they say, what they do, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's important also. It's, a double, it's such a double standard, because if you think about it, I mean, just this, just this week with Kim Kardashian's cover for Paper right. Magazine, you know, like, it's like... I don't get it. Like, I don't get why that's okay, but something that we are doing in our community for our community, um, you know, and if mainstream would like to take a gander, fine, take a gander. But I mean, we're doing it for us and it gets so much more flack than, than what's uh, happening with, with a Kardashian's ass. You know what I mean? Like the, um, you know, when I gave that speech, the acceptance speech at the awards ceremony, I told told you told everybody about the the guy who had rung up and complained about the fact that um, there were in, in our now renamed body issue, not the naked issue, formerly yeah. known as the body, the naked issue. Right. Um, but our body issue was, um, you know, had four naked women on the front, and you know, one of the things that I asked him 
when, when he when we when I spoke to him on the phone was, oh, are you um, are you upset that it's four naked lesbians on the cover? Um, because prior to that, he was just saying, oh, I'm you know I think this is um, obscene, and I'm very shocked that there would be a magazine on selling Asda for uh, you know which had four naked women on the cover. But then, but then it, I just clocked. I just thought, oh, okay, this guy is also possibly. Um, you know, not uh, uh, very accepting of lesbians. And so I asked him, I said, you know, is it the fact that it's for lesbians, naked lesbians? And he said, well, yes, I am. Um, you know, I, I said, he didn't say I am a homophobe. He said something like, I, 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 I don't like, I don't agree with homosexuals or something like that. Right. Um, and so I just said, you know, this image is far less sexualized and you'll see uh, you know, most of the images that you'll see, it's not really a sexualized image. It's a, it's a sensual image. It's a lovely image, but it's not sexual. It's not overtly sexual. I and mean, we've had so many lovely comments from, from readers um, about how beautiful the images are sure. in that magazine. But... You know, it's more artful. You know what I mean? It's more artful than it is sexual. And you can go to a museum and you can see... Uh, naked women in uh, in pictures and statues and and nobody thinks twice about it because it's not being portrayed in a sexual manner and the same thing with a with a especially with um with a a public magazine that's on sale in mainstream stores um you know your first you know your your eye goes to it because you see skin but again it's not really the sexual part of it it's the fact that it is just a it's a a gorgeous piece of art. The cover of the magazine is, an, is actually a piece of art, you know? And I think yeah. that it all depends in um, in the person itself and the person, how they're looking at it, what they're looking for, what they're yeah. finding. You know, they're obviously looking for something dirty, you know? Yeah. And then it's, that's, a, that's a shame. That really is. Like, I was um, talking to uh, Mary Lambert, um, who's really uh really in the throes of some major success over in the states with um with her yeah with her newest album and a lot of her stuff it really is amazing to me that how she touches on body issues um and and not not even stopping there going right into like um you know uh emotional and mental issues and stuff that she just weaves into her music and i think it makes it so relatable because she's putting it right out there and right. people are seeing it in a different light and they're not attaching such a, a dirty, secretive kind of stigma to it. Um, and that's the same, you know, with body image. I think that a lot of people, either they they have an issue with it, you know, with their own body image. But I think yeah. that people that are looking at someone else can be extremely judgmental and like, this one's too skinny and this one's got bones sticking out and you can see your ribs and this one's too chunky and... You know, my God, she has a roll here and a roll there. And it's just like, oh, my God, you can't win, you know? So it's better to just, I think, just to put it out there um, for people to uh, to see it more often. And then you just get used to it and you just appreciate it for what it is. And you're not looking for something um, behind it, you know, and what's, what's behind putting it out there. It's nothing. We just want you to be able to see it and get used to it. Sure. You know, on the newsstand, when you see that sea of you know women's magazines, and and very few. I mean, occasionally, you know, they will cover some of our you know lesbian stars, you know, over here, like Claire Balding. Yeah. 
<laughs> Heather Peace, Heather Peace, Claire Balding, Heather Peace, Claire Balding. That's probably about it, really. Um, yeah. But, yeah, occasionally Sue, they're not on the cover, really. I guess it's um, it's usually Claire these days. But we've got, a, we've got a, a, an actual lesbian who plays a lesbian on the cover of the uh, December issue, um, which uh, is uh, no, none other than Louisa Bradshaw White from um, uh, EastEnders. Oh. She plays... Uh, It's rare. It's actually really rare because, um, you know, for a lesbian to play a lesbian, you know, you have what, Sue Perkins and um, Sue Perkins. <laughs> so, I mean, you do end up, it, it, it's, it's, it's a shame. Like every time I do, I'm fortunate enough to talk to um, a lesbian who is an actor. It's one of the first questions I always say is, is it offensive when there's a straight person playing a gay role? And they say, you know, it, it not, not really. Um, it's a shame that there's not more of us playing, you know, more gay people playing gay roles, but if a straight person plays a gay role, then they're capable of pulling it off, then they're a good actor and that's what they're paid to do. So it's kind of a, um, a weird dilemma I think to be in because we as an audience probably want to know that it's a gay actor playing a gay role. Um, but in the sense, it's usually not, (laughs) it's very, it's very rare that you find a lesbian playing a lesbian and that's. So that's great. That's that, that's your December issue that'll be out at the end of this month. No, well, it's out um, already on to digital download. So oh, cool! Download it from divadigital.co.uk. Very but good. If they want to wait until it's in the shop, that's going to be on Thursday this week, so on the twentieth. That's terrific. That's a nice little holiday gift. <laughs> Say that again. That's a nice little holiday gift. That's there. I read something like December sixth is uh, kind of support your you know your Rainbow Dollar Days. Um, we're supporting right. um, uh, yeah LGBT businesses. So that's terrific. That's really great. I mean, we, this really should be a global thing. You know, kind of like yeah. just like the, the shopping. You know, Black Friday and all that kind of stuff. It'd be great if we did have like a Rainbow Dollar Day. It'd be terrific. I think I, you know it, I always love the holiday editions of any kind of LGBT. LGBT magazine because as a community I feel like if you're not tight with your with your family you know with your with your siblings with your parents with your cousins right. with your aunts and uncles then you're kind of forced to make your own traditions and I'm always interested right. um, to see what people are doing and, and how they handle that even if they're just far away it's not a matter of if they're close emotionally but if distance wise they're not close and, and you do end up having to um to kind of do, do your own thing on the holidays. What what do you do? Do you try and keep it traditional? Do you make your own traditions? It's 
really interesting, really, because I'm having, I, I won't lie, I have a hard time with it every year being over here. It's just really different, um, really different. And I think um, my wife adjusts to anything really uh, fast, I think, because she's younger. So <laughs> she's not, she's not rooted in a lot of tradition. She's rooted in more historical traditions, but not personal traditions. So for me, um, you know, I'm used to having that big, loud Italian family of, of, of 15 and 20 all together for the entire day. Um, you know, to the point of where you're sick of them and you can't wait to go home. That's just, that's just that's how it is. And over here, it's like the two of us on Christmas day, maybe a couple of friends stop by for, uh, you know, for a cocktail or, or whatnot, what but it's so different and it's not any better or worse. It's just really different. Um, so what, what do you guys do? Do you do, do you do anything interesting? Yeah. Um, you know, just see them, you know, generally over the Christmas period, but um, yeah, nothing, you know, too formal, which is nice. Yeah, I guess the casualness of it all is it's pretty, pretty, makes it easygoing, a little more comfortable. Not that, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I think it's a lot more work, definitely a lot more work when you have a bigger family and everybody's coming over, um, but it does feel uh, a bit more relaxing over here, like it is not the hubbub and hustle and bustle that it is um, in the States, uh, especially with my family. I don't know about anybody else, but with my family. Um, so, yeah, I kind of – this year we're going we're going over there um, early in December and kind of doing an early holiday, um, and then we'll be back here. And I think that will cure my homesickness uh, <laughs> that I get, you know, on the actual day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, so I'll have my dose of uh, family a little bit earlier in the year. It'll be all right. And then New Year's, I noticed there's a lot of um, a lot of big time parties and stuff going on on New Year's. Are you a big party person for that for New Year's? Um, me, not no, not personally. But um, I know that uh, some of the people on the TV team will be. Um, <laughs> I um, uh, will probably be out out of town. Oh, cool! Um, and so, yeah, that'll be that'll be nice for the it's nice you, you kind of have the staffers that do the partying and get to report back on it and you can read about it and feel like you were there but not really have to be in the middle of it exactly perfect exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll be covering the you know the kind of um, selection of the best Christmas and New Year's parties in the January issue but in the December issue I mean one of the things that is in the uh, cover feature of course is the fact that I don't know if you're sort of watching EastEnders at all but there's a the, the lesbian um, couple are, um, you know, one of the kind of strong storylines is domestic abuse. Really? And, no, I'm not watching yeah, it. Wow. Yeah. So that, you know, so, so in our interviews, they, they both talk about that and how they, you know, how they feel about that and how they, they prepared for it. And, um, and so we did an accompanying article, um, uh, which was about how to, how to tell if you're in an abusive relationship, because the, the sad truth is that, um, you know, even if you're in a relationship with a woman, you're just as likely um, as, as being in a, in a straight couple um, to to have an experience of domestic abuse. Um, you know, the same it's the same proportion really uh, of people. So um, it's something that needs to be sort of addressed and and uh, you know not hidden away. Um, and so hopefully that will be a kind of handy guide for people to um, sort of see if they can recognise any signs in their own relationship, and if they do, then, you know, what they might be able to do about it. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. 
That's really and, good. Yeah, I don't think people think about that. Like, I think uh, as a community, we're always fighting for our rights to be together, and then we feel like once once we have those and we're together, it's all you know rainbow and pixie dust and and um, and you know unicorn hearts. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's just like I mean, I think that's what it is when we say equality. It's the good with the bad, you know. It's the same things that happen in in uh, in straight couples and, and domestic abuses across the board happening um, in all different kinds of relationships. And and it is it is an important part of uh, I don't want to say culture, but I mean it, it. You're just you're reading and seeing more and more of it, especially. Um, I don't know if you're familiar in the states with the football player that that uh, knocked his girlfriend out with one punch in the um, in the elevator, and then uh, you know he got kicked off his team. And but she, you know, I think the outcry was why do you why do you stay with him? Why do you stay with him? And, and I think that's the part that people need to understand. Um, yeah. They need to understand that other side of it, and that's why it's important to to kind of bring some, some light to it and get, you know, get an awareness about it so that people don't just, um, shrug their shoulders at it and be like, well, she stayed, you know, it's her own fault. Like they yeah. need, they definitely. I mean, as, as, as it says in the article, you know, there can be so many reasons why it might be really difficult to stay. You know, you might be financially, uh, reliant on that. Exactly. Part. You, might be, yep. you might have children with that part and you might have, um, it might just be dangerous for you to. Exactly. Sure. You begin to feel like, well, maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe this isn't really, you know, maybe I'm just being oversensitive, like they say. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. Can, you know, yeah. there can be so many stages of, of the abuse. And, uh, and so we're just mm-hmm. trying to sort of uh, destigmatize it, um, you know, help people to be more aware of it, help people to feel less isolated. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I take some action if, if they feel they need to. Exactly. I say, like, you have to kind of be willing to. Um, to help someone out, you know, if you, uh, you, you never know someone's situation, you really don't know the ins and outs of it, but, um, you need to be open to getting involved if, if need be, you know, if it takes, um, you know, just that extra push to help get them out of a situation, then you've got to be willing to do that and go that extra mile, but you got to know, yeah. you have to know what you're looking for. So that's really good. Um, probably a really good thing to, uh, to bring to the, to bring to the table in a, in an issue, you know, as hard as it is, cause it, it, it you know, a lot of people don't want to know the ugly side of anything, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's good. It's but not going to go away by uh, sort of just pretending it doesn't exist. So, it's true. You know, it's best to, to acknowledge it, really. Yeah, and better now before it's too late, you know, and somebody you care about really does get hurt, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, and helping, helping friends, if you have any, if they are in trouble, and, and believing them, you know? And, yeah. I just read an article about. Um, yeah. It's true. It could be the littlest thing. I read an article about a shelter for women that accepts uh, their pets as well, and I thought, you know, it's a little thing, but it's huge. Yeah. It really is. It really yeah. is huge. So it's you know, the more you know about it, the better equipped you are to help. So. Definitely a good, uh, a good, good article to have in there. 
it's you know that's what I said when I when we were talking about being a news source. I think you're also a resource. Diva Magazine is really it is a resource um, for so many. So um, you know I, I love what you're doing, and and I always have such a huge um, supporter of the of the magazine and all the girls. Like I'm getting to know them, you know, um, more and more. Sarah Westwood, congratulations to her too. Ah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. I know. So yeah, I love seeing um uh you know all this all this goodness uh coming down because it feels like it's so well deserved and it's long overdue. Yeah, well of course rubbish lesbian is hilariously talking about her uh, rubbish Christmas to come, uh, <laughs> which, which had me lolling all over the place. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, we've got Adaronkia Pasta who was also I think um, one of the um, nominated um, role models. Uh, at the great this season uh, i always push the holiday issues um same thing with with she magazine i always love the holiday uh editions and um and i feel like this is going to be one of my new favorites too so this is this is good stuff that's out there and now you said the digital edition is available um and the print edition comes out in a week or so it's on the 20th of uh, november terrific uh, That's a great gift idea, actually. That's a really good one. It is. It is. We were just thought we were just uh, at Costco buying up like chocolate biscuit towers and all that stuff, and I said, you know, there's got to be something we could get for our friends, you know, that are, you know, our lesbian friends. That's that's something that of general, and not that chocolate isn't, but you know what I mean. It's something along those lines. Well, you know, and, hopefully, we can provide something for everyone. You know, <laughs> uh, in twelve in twelve issues over a year. That's interesting. That's pretty cool, too. I don't know if you, did you not know that? It's something that's been running for about the last, well, I don't know, about eight or nine months, really. Um, that if you subscribe to Diva, then you get an uh, exclusive image, which which the uh, uh, which you don't get if you're buying it from the newsstand. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Everybody likes yeah. a little treat, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's so very cool. So that's, that's really, that kind of, I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's a great gift for your lesbian friends then. I know. I know. Terrific. And also, I mean, the digital um, edition, if you want to give a digital gift, is really good too. Because you get extra content with that. Obviously, we can make, it, make use of the kind of 3D nature of the, sure. of the um, yeah. format. So we often put in exclusive additional photos from the, from the cover shoots and exclusive videos from the cover shoots. Sort of outtakes and behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, so it's really worth considering that if you prefer your diva digitally rather than 
and the paper experience. What do you find, Jane? Do you find it's like 50-50? What, with people buying the mag? Yeah, like digital um, versus the print? The print. Um, Yeah, yeah, I do feel it's a, probably a bit generational. You know, I, I know myself, I prefer a magazine, but, um, you know, more and more, I, I find most of my news and, and my um, information on a, reg, you know, on an on a instant, more regular basis between my devices, my phone, my computer. And so, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting. I'm always interested in how people are uh, getting, you know, getting their information these days, what's preferable. That's that's pretty cool. So you so both bases are covered. Then <laughs> we can we can get our print ones or we can get the digital. We're we're uh, exactly. yeah we're exactly. we're lucky girls. We're lucky girls. Thanks to you. I know. I know. I feel like I 